Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Anovia Conversation. I'm Steve Waltz. And I'm Jeff Pergelski. And today's podcast is going to be called Cracking the CRM Code. Are you excited about that, Jeff? Ooh, I am. You know how much I love CRM. <laughs> that, that's right. And so we thought instead of getting into this uh, you know, deep kind of a conversation about uh, the software to kind of really talk about um, how, you know, how, how CRM in general, the failure rate is so high, Jeff. I don't know. Do you have any idea, Jeff, how many CRM implementations are, are considered failures? Um, let's see. As a percentage, um, mm-hmm. how about like 25%? You know, you, you would think that because in the ERP world, they say 30% of ERP systems never go live. It's actually the failure rate for CRM implementations is double that. It's over, it's about two thirds of CRM implementations what? are considered failures. Oh, no. Yeah. It's, it, it's amazing to me because if you think about it, an, an ERP system, uh, you have the full functionality of your business. You have, you know, you're running your finance, your manufacturing, your distribution, you know, all these things working synergistically together. You think there's more things to go wrong versus kind of managing your contacts. But so I, I think it's an eye opener to, you know, to some people when they hear that that level of failure. Yeah, absolutely. And and so actually just taking a step back for maybe our um, two most passionate listeners, um, both our wives. What is <clears throat> what does CRM stand for? You know, that's that's a good uh, that's a good question, right? It's, uh, you know, it could be customer relationship management. You know, some people call it contact relationship management, but I, I call it customer relationship management. Got it. Okay. Just clarifying. Okay. So you're saying that two thirds of, uh, of CRM implementations fail. Um, mm-hmm. And so our podcast today, you are going to share some nuggets about uh, um, cracking the code of, uh, of, 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 and making a, like how to make your CRM implementation more successful or just how to use CRM more successfully in your business? Well, I think one is setting the right expectations of what CRM is, um, kind of help you use the data points to make better decisions, like on spending your time and how to allocate resources and, and really understand that different people within the organization under different roles Want to use the data differently to make decisions. So it's really kind of how you set it up and and and, and adoption. So the main reason it fails, Jeff, is adoption, because you know a lot of the times you know the mindset of when an owner or a VP of sales sees you know the first sales funnel, they get all excited, right? They want they like I want that, and they kind of want to use it for forecasting. They kind of want to use it for tracking things, but it it kind of defeats the purpose of what it is. It's a contact management system to really help the salespeople manage their accounts. So that's where kind of the the failure is, because if it's not set up for the sales team correctly, then the adoption is poor, that it fails. So I I think that's what this this discussion is going to kind of lead into. Got it. All right. Well, that sounds good to me. So what's your first nugget of truth? So let's kind of get into why do you even have CRM? It, and the question, you know, it's the, when I usually, if, I, if I'm talking with the leadership team or an owner of a company, that's the first question I want to know. Why did you choose it? Well, we saw the sales funnel. You know, I want to be able to, uh, you know, to, to, to track my, my, my sales. And it's it, the question, you know, the answers are profoundly different. You know, it's, and, and I always tell the, the, you know, the leadership teams, look, you don't want it for, you know, uh, being big brother watching over your salespeople, you know, it should be a coaching tool because in this world that we live in, there's, you know, there's a huge shortage of, 
of developers in the ERP world, there's even a bigger shortage in this country of professional salespeople. And when you get those top five, 10 percenters and, and all they hear from owners or their bosses is, you know, you need to make more sales calls or you need to do this and do that. And you're kind of being watched. Well, they can go elsewhere because <laughs> they're in high demand. So I, I think, you know, the question is, is why do we have it? Because CRM is really a decision making tool. It's, you know, it, it's something that doesn't make people magically better. Uh, another question I get from from uh, from higher ups is, well, will this make my my bottom performers better? And, and, and the answer is no. I mean, if if they're a bottom or a mid level performer, they're they're there for a reason. You know, it, this is going to give them a tool to help them, but this is also going to give you a tool. So, um, I, th- I think what we'll do is kind of talk about how to make this successful. And the number one thing you can do is is make it to for your salespeople that they want to use it. So we're going to reverse engineer this. So instead of having the mindset of, hey, let's do this from the top down, we're going to take it from the bottom up. So if I'm a salesperson and I've been able to sell before CRM, then my mindset is, how's this going to help me? Okay. So it should be set up with the mindset of, of how to help the salespeople identify their greatest opportunities. Uh, then that helps them uh, really understand which deals and customers they should be pursuing and then really put the account plan in and, and how they can best pursue each opportunity. Because at the end of the day, it's it's the pipeline. And, you know, Jeff, you're kind of on a sales team with me and, uh, you know, we put things in our pipeline. And, 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 and is the pipeline healthy? Is it the right size? And is it real? That's a question that I like to ask people because for almost every deal that a salesperson puts in the pipeline, in their mind, there could be another one. So, Jeff, let me ask you a question. So, on all your opportunities that are in our CRM, do you have any other deals that might be in your mindset that could be in CRM? Shh. Yeah. <laughs> Tom's, yes, not li- Tom's not listening. Tom, so our boss doesn't listen. <laughs> yes, I do. Right. And, okay. You know, it happens because it's really when do you put the, you know, it's people don't talk about a lot, but when do you put that deal in the pipeline? Because in CRM, you're, you're, you're a slave to your opportunities. Okay. Your opportunities, depending on how you scope them out, how you stage them out, you know, is going to give you the snapshot of really what your deals are, what stage you are in the deal, and then how you can take those dollars in the pipeline and kind of use it for a forecast. Right. So, if you have a closing ratio that's ridiculously high of 75 plus percent for most industries, that's telling you that the salespeople are kind of waiting a little longer to put those deals in, you know, than they should. And, and you know, a question that uh, I get asked because, you know, I was with a large pharma company and we were using, you know, CRM and then obviously other uh, positions I've been in. But, you know, it needs to be a safe thing for the salespeople. So a question I had come up when I was presenting up in Canada was, uh, so, you know, what's better? Is it better to have, you know, a salesperson have 10 deals in maybe in the pipeline that's 2 million, but an 80% close rate? Or is it better to have somebody have 50 deals in with a 40 to 50% <laughs> close rate at, you know, at 4 million, 5 million? And, 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 and my response back is what's real? You know, if, if you feel it, once you get past the, hey, hello, how you doing? that uh, let's have a conversation. I think that should be an early entry into your your sales pipeline. Okay. Because, you know, it's, 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 sales is an emotional job, Jeff. I mean, I'm sure you've ever had a deal that you thought was a done deal 
and then you're driving home and then you find out it's it's not a done deal I have, or I've had, I could sh- actually, we should have a whole podcast about how I, <laughs> how I lose deals. <laughs> how, how many deals I lost this year by Jeff Pergolster. I don't like, know. If uh, this company was, 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 uh, um, acquired by a bigger company. Oh yeah. So, so absolutely. I, you feel like, um, it's, uh, it's in the bag. Like you've made your value proposition every, you understand the needs you've delivered a, um, a great solution and everyone's on board and then you find out maybe it's not the drive home but maybe it's the next day right. uh, sorry jeff we're going another way it, it, you know it's it's emotional if you've never we all you know there's a there's an adage right everybody is part of the sales team but not everybody's a salesperson and salespeople deal with rejection 70 plus percent of the day and and, and people just think salespeople get used to it. I, I've been in this field for over 30 years. When I went, when if I lose some deal that I've you know been working or whatever, it, it it still hurts. But you know the mindset is next, and you have to go on to the next one because you always want to look back that I do all the right things and so forth. So CRM can help you, you know, manage that journey of of, of the contact. Now I talked about the salesperson's point of view of how they want to look at it. Well, sales managers have a different kind of point of view. You know, when when they look at it, they kind of always want to see the dollars and you know kind of forecast. But one thing that CRM can help them, they can help identify do they have the right people in the right role. You know, I've I've been fortunate enough to uh, you know in in my tenure of, of selling that I've met some of the greatest salespeople that I've ever met. You know, through consulting or just relationships. And, you know, this whole 80-20 rule kind of comes into play, but really, you know, it can be the 90-10 because if I'm a sales manager and I'm looking at CRM and that uh, um, I'm seeing somebody in the pipeline that's maybe getting a lot of deals in but not closing it, now that's kind of telling me maybe they need some coaching. You know, maybe I need to uh, help coach them on closing or the opposite. Maybe they, they have a small number of deals, but they close a lot. Maybe they need to do, need some coaching on prospecting. And, you know, if you're fortunate to have a Scott Barsotti type person that, that, that just wakes up and wants to sell and close out deals and, 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 and just go on to the next one, then you're, you're fortunate to have a hunter. And so if you got a hunter busy all the time, Jeff, that's just doing administrative things and, and the other people are kind of the farmers where they kind of manage their territories and rather have the deals brought to them, you know. It gives you that snapshot of looking at how to allocate your resources. Maybe we get this person out in front of people more. So, but also sales managers can use it to help identify, you know, the biggest challenges and opportunities and and, and how how they allocate their time, like I said, with with their reps. You know, and, and and where it also gets lost is so now you have the leadership. Okay, depending if you're in a small, medium, or a large company, you know, leadership, if they're using CRM just for forecasting and they want it all done and you bring it from the top down, it, it never goes well. But one thing that they can do to help make it successful and, and their viewpoint should be is, you know, am I providing the right direction to my sales force? If you're seeing lots of sales calls and not a lot of good results, well, maybe either it's the product or the service, or maybe the marketing message, or are you getting to the right people? You know, it's it's having those conversations with your sales leadership team. And, you know, another thing they can do is maybe uh, do they have enough headcount to achieve their business goals and, you know, identify do they need, you know, to have either right training and in, in, in the tools to help each person kind of do their jobs. 
And, and, and it doesn't stop there. This is, you know, I, I remember having conversations with sales operations and marketing and finance. They're, they're looking at the CRM because they want to focus on what they need, the data, to help them make the key decisions. I was with um, a customer about two months ago, and the supply chain person said, hey, you know, could, could this stuff actually help me forecast my, uh, uh, you know, for ordering in their raw materials? I'm like, well, if it's set up correctly, it's going to give you a good snapshot. So, you know, th- everybody has kind of a vested interest in that. So you, th- you think I missed anybody that uh, that has a viewpoint on CRM or you, you have any questions on that, Jeff? Um, no, like I I find that, you know, even as we um, here at Inovia use our CRM software, it's, you know, it's it's different. And CRM is a um, is a really powerful um, like so, it can be a very powerful software. It can be, a, a you know, a, for a while. I mean, like I've been at Inovia over 10 years, like for a while, we didn't even use a CRM like when I first started and we were still a successful, um, profitable business, um, you know, and whether it's um, it, whether it's just the fact that all businesses need to operate more efficiently um on every level from a, you know, from a manufacturing or production standpoint, um, from an administration standpoint, certainly from a sales standpoint, I think that, uh, um, that CRM is, is gotta be an important part of any organization that is, uh, um, trying to, uh, you know, trying to remain relevant or in- increase market share, et cetera. And I think ultimately one of the things that I like best about CRM is the fact that it, um, helps provide, I think better customer service because being, you know, in tune with your customers um, just, you know, means that uh, I think we're going to, because we're, we become more familiar with them. We put, you know, we, we put notes and in, in relevant information about preferences, even if it's stuff like, you know, just stuff about billing or whatever that can all go through a CRM system. And that's all information that, you know, is sort of that, you know, I think sometimes I think of a, a CRM system as like a, um, a salesperson data extraction tool. So you're trying, you know, we all build relationships with customers and on the sales team, we're the face of the organization. Um, and being able to put that somewhere for the company to benefit from our relationships is, is a good way to use CRM. So that's my two cents on it. Well, I, I agree. If you think about CRM, what is the goal of companies? The goals is to sell more product or service and improve the customer experience. Okay, and having access to that data because you know some salespeople, you know, it's it, it can it can really depend. When I talk with companies that have, you know, I spoke with somebody this morning. They have one one salesperson, and then I talk with companies that have five or ten, and some have hundreds. But if you're like that hundred person where you get business in or referrals, you kind of feel that's your customer because you brought them. Well, in essence, once they become the customer of the company, they're the customer of the company, and everybody should be able to improve the experience by having more knowledge. The more you know about the customer, the better you are. I, you know, I used to tell people when, you know, depending on what level you were at, that everything changes when you're in front of the customer because the customer will tell you where they're at and what they want. And when more people hear and listen, the better you can adapt to it. And that kind of leads into one thing like this, what I call the CRM trap, because for some reason, we are all addicted to this thing called Excel spreadsheets. And Jeff, you You've been doing this a long time. It's, you know, how, some companies, they have tons of them. And the thing about 
spreadsheets is you can't you you can't how do you manage off past right it gives you the data to interpret things but it shows you what happened but it doesn't show you the quality of the activity or what happened or how it got there right and so when you go to this CRM and we talk about the failure rate, I mean, the number one reason CRM fails is adoption, but other things that lead to it is, you know, how do you use that, you know, that data? Because if success depended only on what you did or what your process is, you know, follow this path, then shouldn't every salesperson that follows a process perform at the same exact level? And it doesn't happen because it's sales is an emotional thing and you're dealing with people dealing with people. And so we, we want to use the data on spreadsheets to help us, but we need to help us use it for coaching opportunities, right? Because, you know, companies try to build um, build it for reporting and forecasting versus a sales t- tool for salespeople. And we need to have the mindset that this has to be a sales tool for salespeople, the sales organization, the company. Because we need to understand the what – Right, which is in the data of the spreadsheets, but we also need to understand the why. And you only deal with that is when you're interacting with your team and your team's interacting with your customers. So let's kind of get into Jeff, why CRM adoption fails. I'm sure you've had those conversations, right? And and, and you know, I, I have like a checklist of things I'll talk with customers. You know, it's and most of the times it's the leadership team will say, you know, did we choose the right platform? And usually the answer is no. It's not that your leadership chose the wrong platform. And it's, it's not even that your sales team didn't commit to driving adoption. And, you know, we have consultants go in and even talk with our customers. And, you know, it's – and most of them are trained the same way to kind of set it up. And and, and then, you know, they think that the salespeople are, are resistant. And, and up front, they're normally not. And this is probably over 30 years of, of being in sales and dealing with marketing and all the, you know, different types of levels of, of industry – and the research I've done, Jeff, there's there's only one reason why your CRM adoption stinks. Do you know what that is? Do you know why that is? Have you been to my session? I I, I have not. Let me guess, though. What? Um, it's because um, you have um, – I'm going to say you've picked the wrong solution. It is not. So let, me give you, let me give you another hint. Your salespeople ignore your CRM tool for only one reason. It's the million dollar question I tell people. The million they ignore it because they don't um, they don't believe in it. They don't um, it doesn't help them sell more. What is the answer? Well it's, it's you know it's 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 very simple. We tend to make it complicated. They ignore it because they can. Oh. So <laughs> they were able to sell before, like I said earlier. They were able to sell product before and you know, before CRM, during it, and after. And, you know, the mindset of a salesperson is if you never sold before, if you're an owner of a company, you know, the mindset of a salesperson is bring a deal into the pipeline, work the deal to the pipeline till you get to the to the close stage. Win it, lose it, go on to the next one, right? That is the mindset of salespeople. So what can you do, you know, to help them do their job? But, hey, There's good news. There's a way to drive adoption. So, you know, most companies try different ways. And, you know, it's I I know I've been to Tom's session and it always comes up. Well, just fire one salesperson. They all kind of get the hint. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) let's start with uh, let's start with Bob or or, uh, maybe maybe Kevin. We could let's fire Kevin and see if that improves our CRM adoption. Okay, I think. (laughs) 
Okay, so those will be fun conversations on next sales call. But uh, anyway, so in the spirit of what I said, right? You have uh, so so if if you do that, then you have what's called fear management, and that never really works well long term because you know those top because you want the top ten, top twenty percent if they're in fear of that, and you know because so one of the things about adoption, so. I like to use Bob because I have a brother Bob and an uncle Bob that are salespeople. And, 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 and so if you got a guy that's been there 40 years, that the customers love him and they buy from him and they want to deal with him, but Bob doesn't even know how to sign in his password that's named Bob, you know, in his CRM, you got to fire Bob, you know? So, so you need to have these one-offs for people that, you know, depending on what they contribute. But at the end of the day, the only way you're going to drive adoption is make it indispensable for your sales team. Okay. And so when I started, when I first heard of CRM, you know, many years ago, I'm like, what's this? And I kept thinking his big brother watching me, you know, but one of the things that I learned in sales is that if you don't adopt and change, you won't survive. So I'm like, well, you know, this here for a reason, let's, let's figure this out. And then you kind of see that, well, this is great. I can, I can manage my contacts. I can send emails and attach things and see if they actually open things. You know, the, those are things that really motivated me to want to use it because it helped me do my job better, right? Because you cannot truly motivate all your salespeople to use it. I, I remember when at the pharma company, there was a, a, a female rep that I'd known for, for, for years, and she said, I, I didn't put anything in the last six months. <laughs> and I'm like, you didn't, put, you, you, you didn't put anything what? She's like, I didn't put any activities, nothing in there. And I said, well that's not a good thing. You need to do it. Well, a couple of months later, she disappeared. And, and, and so she was even told that she has to, or she's going to lose her job. And for some reason, I mean, that's an eye-opening experience, right? And so no more. So I, the way to drive adoption when you make it indispensable is design and build it to really understand the natural selling motions of your sales team. So conversations we would have, do you have, how many, you have one person, you have five, do you, you know, are you working on a projects? Are you working, you know, your, your current customers? Are you looking, are you prospecting or, or tell me about how you're, you know, you know, how, how you're stayed out your cycle? Because, you know, once you kind of understand them, then you can do it. And what's really cool, Jeff, is, you know, I think some of our customers don't realize that there's CRM in NAV and Business Central. So how many, how many, how, how many percentage do you think of our customers are using that tool right now? Um, let's see. It's very low. I would say, uh, I would say it's probably 20%. Um, and actually, I have the, uh, um, I am fortunate enough to be working along um, one of uh, one of our clients' um, CRM journeys. And we are, um, we're actually doing a CRM implementation for um, using relationship management in, uh, in NAV 2018. And it's been eye-opening to just, you know, sort of, um, to your point about, how the, you know, how different organizations use, um, CRM to align to their sales practice. And then even like the, the, you know, techno nerd in me, like what, what devices are they going to use to interact with their CRM? Like, so we're designing role centers that are optimized for the mobile client and then a different role center that's optimized for the windows client because, um, for the sales manager who wants to see more summary level information, not the, you know, the, the day-to-day grind of interactions and tasks and stuff. So, um, so I would say that, uh, um, that while probably only 20% of our customer base is using relationship management in the software they already own, um, 
every month, you know, I'm having more and more conversations about, you know, what can this, uh, what is relationship management and how can we use it? And, and, uh, I know that you're always at being asked to present on this topic and people are watching your webinars and stuff. So it's clearly, um, it's, it's gaining momentum in the, uh, ecosystem. It's with the message that Microsoft's delivering, right? In AI, we talk about internet of things. It's, it's, where are we in this cycle? So it's how to use your data to sell more product and increase the customer experience. So, you know, here it is. And as I said earlier, how do you make it indispensable for your sales team? What's really cool is let's say you're using Office 365 and maybe, you know, NAV 2017 and newer or BC. And I know you've done this, Jeff. You kind of integrated Outlook along with their ERP system. And salespeople can actually now function out of Outlook and do sales quotes. Am I correct, Jeff, on that? Yep, absolutely. It's uh, I mean, it's been in the product for um, a couple of years now, but it keeps getting better and uh, better and better and easier to work. So I could I mean, I could see a scenario if you're working um, primarily customer facing, changing quotes and, and maybe, you know, updating a record here or there. Um, you could be you could just live in your outlook and never have to to leave and, and be able to do your job um, because of that connector. That's that's it's a to me as a salesperson. If I'm a salesperson, that would motivate me to want to use it because I, as I just remember about a year ago, I'm talking to an owner of a company about adoption, and uh, you know I said, are you you're looking at your computer right now? Are you looking at Outlook? And he kind of goes, yeah. I said, okay. Do you have a smartphone? He's like, I do. And I said, so if you can make your CRM like your Outlook, and your you, you, and the need like you use your cell phone on a daily basis on your smartphone. Do you think you'd have better adoption with your sales team? And he goes, I think so. And so, you know, that's the mindset I'm trying to get people because, you know, we talked about that. But, you know, these opportunities is is really is probably not understood by uh, enough people, because if you're going to survive this low adoption rate of CRM, you need to completely understand how to utilize your your opportunities and then account plans. How do you want to set up account plans? And and those are conversations you know we can have. And I know Jeff, we're kind of you know pushing the envelope of time here. But I I, I would like to kind of you know the end end this on um, is is really understanding that if you build it from the ground up to help your sales team and and, and automate processes that exist. So it's one of the few things that you know people when they try to automate. They'll buy this. They'll they'll buy CRM and they kind of trick, figure it out as they go along. You need to really have a def- definition of what you want to do with it. So when you break out what I like to call the four processes of CRM, and called coat. Okay, because it's it spells coat: call management, opportunity management, account management, and territory management. Those are the four processes that have to be discussed. And that without we don't have time to go in depth here, but you know we would we would discuss the power of understanding your process and how to set that up. And uh, I, th- I think by kind of, you know, starting the discussion there uh, and having an understanding that uh, that you got a chance, right? What you're, <laughs> what you're saying is there's a chance, right? A, it might be one in a million. <laughs> it might be one in a million. What you're telling me is I got a right. chance, right? I like it. And so, and so once, you, once you go in that mindset, then you get into the grind of how to, how to go in and, and stage out your sales cycles and then how to set up internally but you, you if you don't put the work in up front to kind of go over what we discussed the failure rate is profound so but I think that's really 
what I have, Jeff, do you have, you know, I know we kind of covered a lot in a short period of time. Did, did, uh, you didn't fall asleep on me. That's good. So. I did not. I did not. This, and I might say this, this, uh, um, might be our longest podcast ever. So that's a new record. I'd like to, uh, thank everyone who has, um, like and subscribed to our, uh, to our podcast on the various, uh, forms. Um, for those that like, I'm going to tip my hat to the Ron Burgundy podcast, which is my second most favorite podcast after the Anovia conversation. Uh, for those of you like listening on what we'll refer to as Ron Burgundy, your flat phones, your, <laughs> um, you know, this is, uh, it, yeah, hopefully it provides some, uh, some, uh, valuable content in between, uh, you know, when you've got nothing better to do. So we, uh, we are excited that, uh, we're gaining some traction in the space. And, um, I think is, is, um, our next podcast, is that going to be from our Inovia customer conference, Steve? Two weeks from today? It's going to be in a couple of weeks. And, uh, we're trying to decide if it's best to have it during cocktail hour. Or during normal business hours. So uh. let's do both. Let's actually, let's just, let's do both. Let's walk around with our uh, big headphones on and our nerdy microphones. And let's see if we can get some people to open up uh, um, about uh, the dirty secrets of ERP. And uh, and we'll, we'll have to brainstorm some topics. But everyone, please uh, make sure you stay tuned and, and tune in for our next one because it's going to be even better, dare I say, than this one. And this was pretty good. So thanks, Steve, for all that information on CRM. Well, you're, you're welcome, and, and, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter uh, uh, for at Anovia, and then we are also on LinkedIn, Jeff. I think we're on Facebook. I we are. I don't, do we do much on Facebook? We do. Yep, we do. We post um, a couple times a week, and we post links to uh, um, to some of the um, presentations that we've had, as as well as um, just you know some uh, general business ERP, Microsoft technology related. Um, posts. So definitely check us out on Facebook as well at Innovia Consulting. And great. So Jeff Pergolsky and myself, Steve Waltz, we're also on LinkedIn. Please feel free to reach out to us. And Jeff, I think that uh, is it for today. And thanks everybody for joining. And uh, we'll look forward to catching up to you at the Cusper Conference. All right. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>